Hi, everybody. This is Learning Christians Podcast. I'm Tess. And I'm Andy. So we just got done with the new year. New yeah. Year's. Celebrating New Year's. So, yeah, last year's over and now last it's this year's, year. Yeah. yeah. So what is your New Year's resolution? I don't know if I really have a lot of New Year's resolutions. I've never really been a big fan. Um, so many people start the resolutions and then never actually do anything. Yeah. So I don't know if I really have any. I do think that maybe it's a good time to sit back and reflect. And I mean, it's kind of like a time change thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, I'm the same on December 31st as I am January 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a good time to sit back and maybe reflect on yourself and some things that you want to change and move forward with, you know, maybe. Yeah. What's yours? Um, I think that I would like to get more knowledgeable about my Bible. I want to be one of those people who can, uh, you know, automatically pull up a verse and chapter, chapter and verse, uh, and quote it directly. Uh, I am definitely not there yet. Um, just getting my relationship and my priority with the word and with Jesus on track a little bit better. Cause there are, there are days where I, I will admit this. I'm not great at praying every day. You know, I've, I've had to set a reminder on my phone and I've gotten really used to it whenever I get in my car and I'm on my way to work. I drive fairly far to work. So I spend that time to talk. And then if anything throws off my routine and I'm not there at that time, yeah, I, I have to get better at disciplining myself for things like that. So, so that's one of my New Year's resolutions. And I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'd like to be a little healthier, but you know. Yeah, I could definitely stand to drop a few pounds, and um, I need to exercise, and um, a lot of things like that, but I really don't think what the date is is going to change my Yeah, Yeah, I'm not, not from January 1st to December 31st. I've got a deadline. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things I've always, I've been thinking about, too, is trying not to compromise my Christian morals. And I think that that's a good topic to talk about today. You know, I think that Christians have been compromising for a really long time now. You know, the Bible is the Bible. It says what it says. You can't modernize or pick excerpts or... You know, you can't pick and choose what you want to believe in the Bible. You have to believe the Bible. You have to believe the whole word of God. And I think modern Christians make compromises about things. I mean, even if it's considered little things, um, you know, they took prayer out of school. You know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff like that where we're being asked to compromise our beliefs or we're prejudice in some way yeah i mean there's compromises we have to make all over the place you know just in everyday life but as far as being a christian and reading god's word and following the word i mean we need to stand up for those things i don't believe that um just because the world is changing around us that we need to change what god's word is or people you know it it interpret it differently 
and say that, oh, that's, that's not what the Bible says at all. It actually says this. And, it's, and, you know, they're talking something completely different than what the Word says. And I, I don't think those are compromises we need to make. You know, so many people are, they are afraid to be called, you know, bigots and haters and all those things out there. And, you know, so they just say, well, it's okay. You know, we'll let this one slide. And that's not really how it works. I mean... Yeah, you don't conform to this world. And I mean, the, the Bible says that repetitively. You don't conform to what human want. You conform to what God wants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I'm definitely guilty of that. You know, everybody's afraid of losing their job if they don't, you know, conform. You know, they're afraid of the modernized church that is moving towards certain beliefs, you know, are going to look at them like haters and bigots and stuff like that if if they don't agree or if they speak up. And so I think if you're not compromising as a Christian, you're being silent. And that is wrong. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, we don't we don't have to wrap the make the Bible fit the world. We we need to make the world fit the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's so many weird, weird, wrong things going on in the world right now. And our country is, uh, it's all kinds of messed up right now. And, you know, our people are just... Silent. Silent. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're just, just not... I don't know. We uh, we need to speak out against these things. And I mean, I'm not condoning any kind of, um, you know, hate speech or violence or anything crazy like that. Yeah, because, because our mission as a Christian is to love the sinner, hate the sin. Yeah. And I, how are you supposed to lead somebody that is lost and astray and believes something is right when it's wrong biblically if you're not nice to them, kind to them, showing Jesus through you to them. Yeah, it's a definite, definite, you know, hate to sin, not to sinner kind of thing. You know, we're supposed to love every person, but, you know, we don't have to love some of the stuff that they do mm-hmm. um, just because one person says something's right um, and that does go against God's word doesn't mean that we have to be okay with it too. You know, I don't have to conform to your ways that, you know, some people are yelling that, yeah, I have to. And I, I, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that you do that I don't like. Yeah. I, I still like you enough. Yeah, I wish you would conform to how I <laughs> see things, but, you know, whatever. That's, Maybe someday. married life. Yeah. But, no, you know, it's, it, it's crazy how people just bow down these days and they don't want to say anything. They don't want to stand up. They just want to go along with the world and you know they just say oh it's okay that's what everybody's doing now and it's like well that doesn't make it right i mean i'm not trying to be that i i think i'm getting i'm trying to do an old guy i'm not trying to be that guy that says well if everybody else jumped off of a bridge are you you gonna jump off of a bridge too and i mean i was the kid that said yeah (laughs) i mean jumping off how far (laughs) yeah jumping off a bridge sounds fun we did that a few times i i just you know i don't (laughs) I don't know. I don't understand why people do the things that they do, and I probably won't ever, but just the idea that, you know, they do bend. And mm. I do think these days that some of the churches out there are doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about 
uh, church surfing in our last podcast. And that makes me think that, you know, modern church has a different aura about it that, you know, you're almost afraid to believe everything you hear a preacher saying because you almost have to fact check it now. You have to go back to the Bible and make sure that that is indeed, I mean, you know, we, we've heard sermons before where, it, and it's not been about anything modernized, you know, I mean, there's been sermons about following government or tithing or st- stuff like that, that, you know, when we actually go through the Bible and we look at it, it's not actually fully accurate. It's kind of twisted to make it seem beneficial. And, you know, when you're when you're doing that, you lose a little bit of faith in the establishment. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. And, and now saying this is we are not anti-church people by any means. No, no, no. And we, we but, have a church. Yeah, I know? want to make sure that's clear. You know, we, we are not anti-church people. But I don't believe that necessarily that that church is what what's going to bring you to heaven yeah um you know there's so many other things involved with that and um you know just showing up every sunday doesn't save you a spot in heaven yeah i i think you have to be very careful about what you view church as church is a great place to gather and worship you know and it's a great place to spark conversation and community involvement, but as far as your relationship with Jesus, I mean, it, it has to be you, the Bible, learning, you know, interpreting it yourself. Exactly. It has to be all about you. But, you know, like like you had said that, um, you know, some of the sermons that we've heard before, and we've heard a lot of really good sermons, mm-hmm. and I, actually the, the church that... Um, you know, we consider ourselves to be um, associated with or part members know, members <laughs> of. Well, we see that's well. See, that's another one yeah. of the things with the church that I don't agree with. I don't. I don't think I should have to go through a whole initiation initiation to become a member yeah. to God's church. I don't like that personally, but that's that's just a personal belief. We may get into that later. But you know, as far as um, you know, I, actually, I do like the pastor of this church. And I like a lot of the things that he has to say and how he you know, brings that, that word out for us. And I don't believe that there's probably been too many things that I've taken uh, to where it's like, wait a minute, I don't know if I like that. But I have been to a lot of other sermons, you know, at different churches and things like that to where, you know, they say something. And it's like, you know, especially like when we started, I had specific sermons. Uh, tithing was one of them um, that, you know the the pastor had a had a big thing about tithing that was what his sermon was which i know most churches do a tithing sermon once a year at least usually or at least most of the ones that we've gone to you know they've all had it but he was pretty pretty serious about it i remember he even called me he knew he knew what i do for a living and you know a lot of times i do work or i guess used to not so much now but I used to work a lot of overtime, and you like coming to the door. He's greeting everybody and shaking my hand. He said, "Oh, I bet you've been busy with what's going on and everything." I said, "Oh yeah, we're all busy." And he's bet you bet you've been working a lot. And I said, "Oh yeah, I've been working a lot." And he's like, "So a lot of overtime." I said, "Yeah, oh yeah, way too much overtime. I'm tired. 
you know, barely made it here this Sunday and everything else. And he said, well, make sure you, you know, you, you help out when that collection plate rolls around kind of thing. And then we go in and we sit down and, you know, the sermon is about tithing and what tithing is and you have to stick to that percent yeah and had a real there was real specific things that were said with it and it's like you know so in a lot of ways i i took it as okay well that's what it's supposed to be and then you know more time went on i thought about it and it's like well something just seems weird here and, you know, at that point, you know, I'd started reading my Bible myself more and trying to interpret it, interpretate more, interpret. There we Words are hard. <laughs> so hard. Talking too fast, my words won't come out right. If anybody uh, is getting on here to listen to somebody that speaks well, you might actually be on the wrong podcast, just so you know. But, um, I use, and my wife informed me today that I use words incorrectly, because um, I did have a couple today that I was using, and yeah, they were absolutely incorrect, but it yeah. sounded good when I said it, so I just roll with it usually. Anyways, I was doing some interpolating myself, and, um, you know, I was reading in there, and it's like, man... What he said, it doesn't say any of that in here. You know, it's like, that is not what the, the Bible says. And so I kept reading, and then I asked a couple other people. And you know, we've got somebody that we ask a lot of uh, important questions out of the Bible, and he seems very well versed. And it's not so much um, like opinion. It's more of, well, it says this here, and it says this here, and it's repeated in this verse, and it's repeated in, in this book back here, and it's over here. And then, you know, there, then all of a sudden there's these other books that are coming out that aren't even uh, Bibles. They're, you know, reference books. And I mean, it's like a full explanation. It's like, okay, what do you take out of that? And so, you know, we get like a true answer with it. And it's like, huh, that makes sense. That's pretty much what I was thinking from what I read out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole wheelhouse of, of, of Bible or tithing conversations I'd like to have at some point. Again, another podcast. Because we are way off the whole compromising, compromising oh, yeah. conversation. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what we were talking about altogether. But, you know, I mean, I, I think the idea that, you know, as parents now, we look at the world and what is going on in the school systems and what they're pushing for children has become the ultimate compromise. And I mean, I have to say that I am disturbed by what they are trying to teach young kids and and extremely disturbed that they are trying to make all of this imagery and lessons, you know, normal part of them going into a public school system. That Go and learn your ABCs and your arithmetic and you leave everything else to me. Yeah, and the the bad thing is, like you said, it's like the ultimate compromise, and it, it's it's not just the ultimate compromise that we're expected to take; it's the ultimate sin. I mean, <clears throat> ever I guess I shouldn't say ultimate sin. All sins are are, are equal, and and this and that, but <sighs> blaspheming against the Holy Spirit, it, I think, is the is the. Okay, yeah, that is the ultimate sin. But, I mean, I think this one's pretty bad, too. What they're trying to teach our kids and what they're trying to tell them that, you know, this is okay. And they want to start kids out at, like, really, really young ages. And if you want to change this, if you want to act this way, if you want to do this, if you want to do that. And, I mean, it is, like, graphic, mm-hmm. some of the things that they're doing. I mean, they're they're giving out, like, uh, props and toys and seminars that they're doing mm-hmm. and all these different 
I mean, yeah, videos. I, and it, but it, it's a lot of the states, and we happen to be in one of those states that is hardcore advocates of it. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, they were they were piecing it in. I mean, there, there's people, there's plenty of people out there like us that are yelling that this is just outrageous, mm-hmm. um, and plenty of parents that are throwing a fit. But it, it it's it, it's they are. They are piecing it in little by little. Everybody keeps saying, oh, they're going to put this in there. They're going to put that in there. And everybody's waiting for this like one big day when the governor comes down and say, this will be in every kid's classroom from here on mm-hmm. out. And it's, they're not doing it that way. I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> unfortunately, they're, they're too smart for their own good. I mean, they are going to slowly trickle and piece all of that in. And then when it's just a little bitty thing, because I mean, so how... you don't you don't know your child's being indoctrinated. Exactly, and that's what it is indoctrin- Until it's indoctrination. Until it's Yeah. Yes, and it, it is piecing it in. Nobody notices, and everybody makes those little bitty minor, mild compromises. And it's like, well, do I really want to throw a fit about that? Because I mean, it could be worse. Mm. And you go along with it. And then next year, there's something else. Six months from then, there's something else. And then all of a sudden, by time, you know, an extended period of time goes along, you have that whole giant ball of things that you didn't want. You've got all of it in there. And it's they, they've, they have pieced it into the school, and they're forcing it upon the kids. Yeah. And, you know, I'm one of those crazy moms who, you know, even last year, I had a whole conversation with the counselor of the school because they wanted to start puberty talks. And I'm sitting there looking at my daughter, and I'm like, with her? I mean, I understand, you know, there are a lot of children out there that are not informed, or, you know, the parents don't talk to their kids like they should, and so they, they have a really hard time. And I understand that they want to help those kids that don't have that backup at home. But at the same time, I look at my daughter and I say, I'm supposed to explain, you know, the changes of life to her. Like, that's me. The public school system is supposed to teach her how to read and write and should be teaching her things like taxes or retirement plans or, you know, things like that. You know, everything else about her physical body and her well-being and health, mental and physical, should be left to me, the parent. And what I believe is that at her age, which is fairly young, that she doesn't need to be exposed to any conversation about her body, period, in the school. Let alone, you know, in front of her peers or or by a government we don't agree with. Yeah, see, and that's one of the biggest things is, you know, letting the government take over all these things for us. Now, I'm not trying to stand up on some high horse and say that, um, you know, I'm anti-government, but... I will. (laughs) Okay, I didn't know if we were saying that or not, so I just wanted to make sure. Uh, But no, I I mean, I I am not... uh, yeah, in case the government's list, listening, yeah. we do not want to say I am not I am anti-government. Either way, I'm anti-big government. I I, I I believe that they there is a time and a place for a government. Yeah, I mean, there's got to there there's there's got to be a government, otherwise it'd be like extreme chaos. But you know, they shouldn't tell me what to do. They shouldn't necessarily tell my kids what to do, and teach them from right and wrong. 
and all of those things. You know, that is something that comes from the home. That that comes from the family. That's not. Uh, Oh, you need to take this pill, or you need to get this shot, or you need to mm-hmm. um, do all this kind of stuff. I mean, what what is there like forty seven COVID shots a year now that you're supposed to take? One every three months. Um, yeah, I mean that's a little extreme. So I I don't know. I don't understand it. The uh, uh, the government and the schools they should not be interfering with um, how my daughter learns about. Her body or how she learns romance or <laughs> any of those things that go along with that well no, nobody's going to tell her that she shouldn't feel comfortable with her body yeah i mean she is who she is and that's how she was born so nobody should make her feel ashamed and everybody is so worried about making anybody else feel ashamed but then if you're born in your natural body and you're happy with that you should be ashamed I, I don't understand that. I don't understand anything of that. Yeah. yeah no, I, no. I don't get it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what they're doing in a lot of ways. And they're, I mean, look out, there. there's some states out on the, the West Coast. I mean, they, they are putting out there, I mean, they are starting very, very young to where, um, you know, they're recommending surgeries. They're um, doing all kinds of things um, at really, really young ages. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I'm afraid that it's going to come to our state one of these days because we do have one of those states that is, is very liberal in its um, thinking. And, I, I mean, they're, they're, they just have absurd thoughts. And it, it just it, none of it makes any sense. Well, if, if the adults want to fight out differences of opinion, which, I mean, to each his own, don't push it on me is what I feel. I mean... If you want to do or think or dress or be or anything a certain way, you know, that's on you. Don't put anything on me, but leave the kids out of the fight, out of the conversation, out of, out of the indoctrination. Leave the kids out of it. Yeah, if all these people want to go out there and do their own thing and... Um play with all these what i consider sins then i mean good luck to you that that's that's your thing i'm i'm not gonna hate you for for being you or doing your thing or whatever um but leave my kid alone mm-hmm. that's that's just point blank leave my kid alone mm-hmm. that that's not right and you know we'll decide what the best thing for her is i mean are we perfect parents probably not i don't think there's very many perfect parents out there we all make mistakes and do things incorrectly but there's so many people out there right now that you know in today's society that i mean just for making comments like that they would say that you know i'm a bigot and i don't want her to be um uh, what what is it all understanding and inclusive with everybody and and all that kind of stuff and it's you know I'm gonna teach her not to hate anybody um, but I'm gonna try to teach her not to do the stupid things that other people are doing uh, because I don't want I, I just and, and I, I I don't think she has to accept all these things that people want mm-hmm. to do either I well, mean you know a good analogy is smoking cigarettes. You know, you could sit there and tell people, you know, it's not good to smoke cigarettes, and but they do it, and that's them, and that's on them. You know, you know, don't do it with my kid in the car, you know, or you know, don't do it, or you know, around my kid, you know, and I, I will tell my kid that smoking is not great for you, that smoking is bad for you, and there's a lot of dangers to it, you know, and you know, when she grows up and she makes her own decisions, 
hopefully we've instilled in her enough confidence and a great relationship with Jesus and solid in the word of God that she is able to make good decisions. And, you know, that's all we can do as parents is try to raise them up as strong as we can. Yeah. And the smoking part, we're ex-smokers, so, yeah. you know, we, we can say that. <laughs> but it's, it's hard. It is hard. It's a horrible lot. Don't smoke. It's a bad thing. Um, no, but, I mean, yeah, the, you just have to... I think if parents are going to be good parents, um, I think you need to share as much of the knowledge that you have with them as far as ways of life and what what the right choices are, I guess. Mm -hmm. You have to teach right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And the Bible is always a good place to start with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Word tells us what is right and what is wrong. Mm -hmm. All these things out there that I disagree with, that these people are doing... I could I, I I could open the book here. I've got a Bible in front of me. I could open this up and pick out all kinds of places where it says, no, don't do this. And, you know, I, I'm not going to do that on this podcast because we do not want to necessarily offend, uh, you know, some of the people that... We're trying to lead people to Jesus. Yeah. We're not trying to turn people away from somebody speaking about Jesus. I mean, it, like I said, if... You want to be you in some specific way, have at it. You know, don't cross the line where that becomes a thing that affects my kid. Because I'm total mama bear. I mean, you come at my kid and, you know, I mean, it's it's dangerous territory. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Hate the sin, not the mm. sinner. You know, and I teach my daughter every day, you know, we don't use the word hate. We we're, She's not allowed to even say, I hate broccoli. Um, you know, so we teach her every day not to use the word hate and she's got, you know, very diverse culture friends and, you know, she has an appreciation for a lot of things and she tries to be really kind to kids that are in need or the lonely kids. And she's a very compassionate child. So I'm very proud of how she is. And, you know, we talk about, you know, her praying on the bus and they do the National Day of Prayer at school. And she's involved with after-school activities at, at the church. And, you know, you try to make them sh understand that you are supposed to show everybody love. Show everybody love. I mean, it's really that simple. We don't have to agree on what you do every day or your lifestyle. But I'm going to love you anyways. Like it or not. Like it or not, it's coming. I love you. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest thing is I, I think we need to be able to stand up for what we believe in. Um, I think we have veered a long ways from uh, what we originally were going to talk about with I'm the... Compromising, uh, yeah. Yeah, compromising. Is, uh, but that, that's the biggest thing is it, you don't have to compromise. Um, you know, we, we do a Bible study and there, there were some really good things in there um, in the last one we were at that I just wanted to share a little bit, like super quick, because we're almost out of time. But, um, you know, we're reading through Daniel and going through some of it. And um, there's a portion in there, and I'm going to crunch this down into... Oh, that's a, a really good compromise. What? Daniel. 
Yeah, yeah well, that's what I mean. It's a good one. So it's like I said, I'm going to crunch this down. I'm not going to actually read the whole thing to you like I was originally going to. But there are there basically there's this king and uh, I can't ever Nebuchadnezzar. S- yeah, I can't ever say that um, again. Words are hard, and um, you know he has these. Um, three Jewish people that are his um, uh, confidant kind of people out there within the country. Um, and um, they are leaders of some of these Jewish people that are put into slavery and all this kind of stuff. And uh, he, the king decided that he was going to build an um, image of himself out of gold. And he set it up. And anytime, anywhere in the country that they heard the the flutes, the horns, the harps, the pipes, you know, all those different kinds of music, whenever they heard that, everyone in the country was supposed to bow down and praise this gold statue of of the king. And well, there's there's uh, they got the king got word back that there was a bunch of people that weren't doing it. And well, these like three leaders that were supposed to be, you know, basically working for the king, but they were still the Jews, you know, overseeing the Jewish people and all this kind of stuff. Um, they were not making them do it. And so he brought them in. And he said, "Why don't you do this?" And they said, "Well, because of our faith, we're not into that. You know, we're we're only going to you know bow down to our God." And so say his name for me. Nebuchadnezzar. Ne- Nebuchadnezzar, there you go. Uh, you know, he gets mad at this, and he says, you know what? He said, well, you get one more chance. You either bow down before this statue, or I'm going to throw you in this furnace. And this furnace is, is hotter than hot. And they say, no, we, we're not going to do it. So they fire the furnace hotter, get it red hot. He has guards grab these people and throw them into the, the furnace and because they refuse to back down off of their beliefs. And come to find out, God saved them all. They, you know, yeah, he sent an angel, and they were yeah, not burned. And they were not burned. They walked out of there. They ended up walking out yeah. of the fire, which, read the whole thing. Yes. Uh, Daniel, uh, what are we, Dan- Daniel 3, 1. Uh, Daniel actually, 3, Actually, Daniel altogether um, is a really good, uh, really good stories about compromising. He doesn't compromise. In the first part, he was supposed to eat what they eat. Um, which went against the Jewish law um, in the beginning of Daniel, and he refused to do that. Um, and then, yeah, the the three that get thrown into the furnace, and then later on, Daniel gets thrown into the lion's den uh, because he refused to not pray for pray to God. Mm-hmm. So I think you know Daniel is a really, really, really great chapter in the book uh, that shows not to compromise. Yeah, there, there's a lot of ways that we can. And, I mean, we don't have to, like, get up and hurt other people. We just have to figure out ways to stand strong in our belief and firm in what we know that is right and move throughout the world. We don't have to bend for the world. The world has to bend for the book. Yeah, God first. God first. All right, well, thank you for listening, guys. Hope you join us next time. And God bless. God bless.